district, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, fought the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash offers the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up GOAT District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the. And I always be trading. Trading. And I always be trading. Trading. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta pay them. Pay them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? Welcome back to the district. We have a monster game tonight. And as usual, we bring you a monster guest. This is your pre-game fantasy show. Today's the Monday night tailgate. We try to show up before every NFL game on a weeknight, whether it's Monday or Thursday, and bring you a monster show, Theo. We bring in another big one. Why don't you give this man a proper intro? So I'm a big fan of tonight's guest. Um, he's got a very interesting interesting story um some some of our guests are strictly fantasy but mike shope is also um a big time big time sports personality in the buffalo area um i had the opportunity to go on his show this past summer he does a tremendous job covering the bills he also does a tremendous job with our friends um at draft sharks where he podcasts with adam krautwurst who's been on the goat district several times now um mike is also a very very sharp drafter um, he is a very good redraft player. He does best ball, but he's famously, I would say you're getting a, a little bit of a reputation for, for what you do in the bare knuckles competition. Would you say that that's uh, that's a fair distinction, Mike? I would love for that to be uh, deserved, but I got to multiple years show. now, multiple years. <laughs> it's my second year playing and it felt a lot. Thank you for all those nice words. Uh, Theo. It felt much easier not easy, but easier this year than last year, but not great results yet. And, you know, that's the name of the game. So uh, it's early. How did you finish last year in the in the bare knuckles competition? And you're going up against like Biplap, Mandel, and a bunch of heavy hitters in that one. Right. And that is 28 rounds, 30 seconds, no notes or phone or anything after that first game. So you guys saw me in Las Vegas pacing around that ballroom drinking tonic water trying to memorize names of kickers. <laughs> it's not, I hosted the Bills pregame show that night from my hotel room in Las Vegas. And, you know, that's not exactly how most Bills fans spent that night. But uh, I love the challenge. And last year I finished fifth. Um, Jones, Barkley, Engram, the Giants, they never had a good week. Not once last year. They never had a good week. And then this year played out. And it's a balance between three things, right? Your roster construction, the players you like, then the players you can remember. Because there's nothing in front of you. Like, it's just, you're just naked there. But that draft for me ended up being guys who had slipped, and I felt like I was pretty on it to know to do that. Akers in the ninth round, James Cook in the 14th, Metcalf in the sixth, picks like that. But they still have to produce or else I'm, I'm lost. So um, slow start, but um, better this week. And we'll see if Barkley can't smash the night. He's the guy I'm interested in the most. 
I feel like we, that bare knuckle one, uh, Dan. You you probably attest to this because you get a lot of inquiries about those live live Vegas drafts. The, the the bare knuckle one is the most intriguing. When you first look at those live drafts, everyone gravitates to that one and thinks, "I wonder if I could even do that." You know, that that is so not me. I, I mean, I, I spent way too many years in the restaurant business where I need to keep things in my brain for like thirty seconds, maybe a minute tops. So my brain flushes all the time. That's just I couldn't do it. No way. I, I, I'm in awe of people who can. I, I'd like to try it one year, but I would not be one of these guys who does an entire one themselves. I think that the, the appropriate strategy is, I say, Dan, you, you take the, the first, you know, 14 rounds and I take the next 14 rounds. And we'd, of course, you'd, of course, have some crossover with guys we'd both need to know. Right. But I, it's, it's, it's insane, uh, the idea of going through 28 rounds. It's just mentally taxing. And uh, especially after, like, you know the time switch. You do the game. You've drafted that day. It's it, hats off to you, Mike, for doing it. It's a labor Thank of love. Thank you. Last year it was Lenny Papano's idea and Adam Krautwurst at Draft Sharks. I co-host the deep end with Adam underneath the Draft Sharks umbrella. And Adam's like, "Oh, you'd be perfect. We'll just split it up." I'm like, all right, great. And as the months went by, from June to July to August to that week, he gradually opted out of more and more of that draft. He was like, "I'll do half, and I'll do ten rounds." And then at that party, it was Cowboys Buccaneers last year. He comes up to me, he's like, I think you should do the whole thing. So uh, that's, that's what happened. And then other friends of mine and ours got into it this year, Scott Connor and Nick Costantino, whose group won the main event last year. And they, I want to try it. I want to try it. And those guys both went the whole way. So maybe there's been a shift in uh, how people are doing that. But I met uh, Monty is his name, a guy from San Diego who had won it before. Mongooses, Bip, you mentioned. It's a good group. So let's get into it tonight. We, we've got a lot to cover. We, the chat's already rocking. We've got, already have a few questions. So we'll, we'll start with our, our kind of our, our show sheet uh, to keep it, uh, you know, in one direction. But we'll definitely hit the chat and drop the questions uh, for Mike in between. Let's start it off with uh, kind of our, our weekly outline. Mike, we like to ask our guests kind of what's the, what's the lesson you learned this past weekend in week three with, with all the excitement that happened in the NFL? I think I was probably almost to having learned this lesson before yesterday, and now I know what I want to say to that question, and that's I definitely should not have been as careful about Mark Andrews as I was, um, especially in FFPC with the tight end premium. I mean, there were drafts, and I'm like, oh, the – one twelve is too early. I mean, at the end, you sort of do it by your build, but early in the offseason, I wasn't sure on Andrews. It just felt like I'd rather have DeAndre Swift or I'd rather have C.D. Lamb. And Diggs were sometimes in that spot. And I just was a little bit too shy about Andrews. And holy cow, I mean, that's tight end one in the league. And if they keep up their pace, that'll break records. So um, especially in the premium leagues, J.D., but uh, I don't have enough Andrews. I'm not... I, I'm not empty on him, but I should have been willing to take him earlier. I think. I think a lot of people are feeling that this morning uh, after after what he gave, especially since last year, a lot of those points were not with Lamar, right? So as, you know, as much as you don't think that might play as much as a factor, it definitely is not right at this point. So it's nice to see Mandrews putting up the points. And for those of you that gobbled up those those ownership percentages, uh, good for you guys. You're reaping the rewards. Do you have a sell high right now? Would, would Mandrews uh, qualify for that? Or like you said, in the premiums, you probably want to hold on. But a couple of guys blew up uh, this weekend. Any of them for you a, a sell high in the dynasty sense right now? Or even in redraft if you're buying in, or sorry, with waivers and dropping? 
Well, I wanted to, I, I thought about this and I wanted to run name by you guys. So it has to be somebody that's doing well enough and you're less optimistic about his rest of season than maybe the market. And for me, that I think is Christian McCaffrey. There, there shouldn't be any reason why you can't find somebody in your league to, I mean, I don't know, depending on somebody's roster build, maybe they would give you Cup or Jefferson and something else. Maybe probably not something else for Cup, but maybe Jefferson, who's been down the last two weeks. I don't know. I, I think Mayfield, it's going badly. And one reason, I was on McCaffrey, but one reason not to be was, will Mayfield throw the ball to the running backs? And he's trying, he's running, he's trying to save his career. They've got to say, they got to figure DJ Moore out. McCaffrey is still getting his points, but they're not throwing the ball to him. And so while I love the player, I think I would try that just in case. You don't want to give him away, of course, but maybe there's a, you know, a super fan out there who would give you the moon. And he hasn't cracked 17 points this year. So he's been a big disappointment for, uh, you know, people, you know, drafting out of the 101 and took him. Um, but I don't know. I think you'll, you'll still, I agree with you. You'd still find some people in Dynasty who want him. Um, I don't know if you'd find a Cooper Cup uh, manager that would give him up. Um, I think if you're, if you're going to sell off McCaffrey, uh, it would probably be like a, a package. I'd look for a two for one and, and try to add maybe a younger running back um, and also maybe a wide receiver or a tight end you could, you could get by with. But yeah, that, that offense has been super disappointing. DJ Moore was one of my, well, I'm sure JD's going to get to like, you know, disappointments and all that, but DJ Moore was going to be one, one of my disappointments. Um, you know, Matt rule is maybe my least favorite NFL coach right now. And Baker Mayfield might be my least favorite starting quarterback. So I'm, I'm on that same Carolina. So you're a big, you're a big uh, Carolina right? Panthers fan. Theo is what you're saying. <laughs> it's bad, JD. It's bad. I, 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 I really, really hope they, uh, they can rule. I think that it's just completely holding them back and, it's two players who we were big fans on of this summer, um, and they've been extremely, extremely disappointing. I mean, DJ Moore has 18 targets on the year. That's insane for a player of his level um, after week three. So he's a buy low, maybe, right? I'm just worried yeah. about it. Um, Theoretically, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, low is like, right. Like in <laughs> in Dynasty, it's kind of like, you know, I had this conversation with Dan um, about you know potential Dynasty trades and. He's kind of this guy that we keep waiting on, and it just doesn't really happen. Um, you know, like, I think if you – I traded a Garrett Wilson for him this summer um, in a league where I'm in a win-now type mode, and I regret that at this moment. Um, I just think that DJ Moore is not going to reach that wide receiver one level. I think he's a perpetual wide receiver two, and now he's in a stagnant offense where he's really in, in, in redraft. He's a wide receiver three, so – like Dan and I had a conversation about some of these guys. I mean, like Dan, did you see him gaining value again, or is it is he just really just kind of in a in a wave of wide receiver two land? I I think he's in wide receiver two land basically. Until they get a new quarterback, right? Yeah, and and and, and by the time he does that, you know, he's going to be what twenty six years old, and yeah. you know, it, it it it's kind of like we've been holding on for so long that you know it it's going to get tough to sell him uh, for sure, and. It's tough to see the route to him being somebody that's more than just you know like a, a, a bit part in your offense. Um, you know he's he's not going to be one of those engines that that makes your team go to the championship. And maybe you sell him, JD. Like this year, if you're a win now team, would you take Christian Kirk plus for him? Because Christian Kirk looks locked in, and DJ Moore looks like a guy you can't start. Yeah, I, I was going to. 
I don't even know if you can get that though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say the only way you're really buying, I, I would imagine that you're out there shopping a guy like DJ Moore is kind of, if you're in that rental mode, rebuild mode, you're not competing this, this year. You're hoping they get the quarterback situation fixed for next year. Uh, but I'm looking at like what he did the past couple of years and he's like 16% as a wide receiver one. Um, and even as a wide receiver two, you know, 21%. So it's not giving you huge production very often for where he's going. Yeah. J JD and I made a trade, uh, this spring with, um, with Curtis Patrick and Sean Siegel. Um, the centerpieces of that trade were DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney. Can you imagine <laughs> It's not as good as our Christian Kirk for Cordero Patterson, right, Dan? Right, right. At least yeah. that was a win-win, you know, for both uh, in a positive way. Yeah, you can't win them all, man. That's just what happens. <laughs> so let, let's go the other way, um, Mike. Look, like Philo, we may have mentioned a couple, but is there anyone that hasn't performed yet or maybe had an off week that you think Fantasyland might be out there and take an opportunity of? Maybe it's a day late, but what does Russell Wilson sound like right now? Um, super flex, you know, is, is somebody who has Russell Wilson thinking that maybe he's done? Because is he like he's got a contract there. They've got talent. They are two and one, by the way. It looks, it looks worse than anything else. It looks worse even sort of without expectations that were attached to Denver. You still can't believe the nine, three and outs or whatever, and then the 11 to 10, what is happening? I don't know. By low, I think you almost necessarily are talking about someone older. I mean, name a, a rookie or a young player, Rashad White, maybe, or somebody that's, you know, in a dynasty league, the guy who drafted somebody like that, George Pickens, like they don't want to get out. They just sort of, it's early, you know, you, we all talk like that. We, we all sort of make sure to be patient. It's got to be probably got to be someone older. I don't want to buy low on Allen Robinson. I think I thought about him, but Wilson, starting quarterback, is he just going to retire? Like I don't know. I mean, maybe you check in with the Wilson owner. Better, better yeah, days are coming for Wilson. I, I I'm very confident of that. Um, you know, he's it, it, as you said, Mike. I mean, he's got that big contract. He's you know three weeks into a new offense. Uh, you know brand new head coach. Uh, you know, it does not look good right now, but it will get better. Um, if you can find somebody who's absolutely panic selling on him, I would definitely do that. And I, I throw in uh, Leonard Fournette is another great buy low guy hasn't oh. scored a touchdown yet this year when that Tampa offense gets on track and I'm sure it will at some point. Um, I, I think Fournette's going to be great. I mean, he's, he's got basically the backfield to himself right now. Uh, Rashad White is, is barely doing anything other than just, you know, running a little bit of cardio and giving uh, uh, Fournette a breather every once in a while. And he stepped forward in usage this weekend. He had his, his you know, it was a in a low-scoring game. But like you said, I, I think that was the, the most snaps he's played um, and the least snaps for White. So they really, really leaned on him. Yep. I like both those calls. Um just going back really quick to, to sell highs, I'm curious what you guys think with Devontae Smith, the way he blew up this weekend. Would you guys consider that kind of maybe a sell high that he's, he's I, I doubt, you know, doubt that he sustains that through the season? You're seeing this offense like fire off nicely right now. Uh, is this something he builds off of? Are you keeping him on your dynasty teams? Or are you trying to take advantage, uh, Mike, and maybe sell high on, on a good weekend? 
that really depends on my my roster and my record. You know, if if I need a running back, even if it's a little bit gross, um, it's it's boomer bust. I think Bateman is kind of in the same camp where you've got talent and there's obviously upside. I mean, Smith had a zero in week one, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown there, Goddard there, everything is working with Philadelphia, at least in the first half of games. Um, so I would be open to it. I think that's how you win in trade leagues. You have to sort of give up somebody that you, it's, it hurts a little bit, but it either gives you depth at a tougher position. I mean, running back is, is so tough to sort of have that consistency maybe somebody older. I don't know who it is right now. I mean, it's so many of those running backs and what? I mean, Eckler on down. I say Eckler, yeah. Are, are pretty iffy. Yeah, Eckler. I mean, right. even he. But almost every running back right now drafted in the first couple rounds is a, a question mark. But I would not be close to shopping Smith. Smith's a weird, weird one. I feel like he's a very, very talented guy. He's got the draft capital, and he'll be in the league a long, long time. So it's not the kind of guy I'd want to give away um, I think that right now it's kind of a, a perception of, you know, he's kind of playing third fiddle in terms of what we'd want in Dynasty. It's A.J. Brown, then Dallas Goddard's taking a step forward, and then there's Devonta Smith. But, you know, you you see the kind of talent that he is, um, and I don't think anybody's going is, really is, is he Gabe Davis in a green jersey? I think Ooh, that's more than that. More yeah, than that? I think, yeah. I think Gabe Davis, though, um, Gabe Davis to me has – has a higher touchdown ceiling this season. Uh, like Gabe Davis was on a low, a low target percentage this past weekend, um, and then I think week one he was what a fifteen percent ish on on his target. He didn't crack twenty percent, but in that offense, I think Gabe Davis is going to have more um, more week winning weeks okay. than Devonta Smith will. So I I don't know. That's I would probably for their careers I might take Devonta Smith, but for this season. Gabe Davis for me, if uh, no question. All right, Mike, this is Theo's uh, department here. We'll, we'll let you give the first waiver wire darling. I know, don't, don't say Khalil Herbert because anyone who listens to this show already has Khalil Herbert on their roster. Khalil, the real deal, Herbert, going off this week. Sorry, I got a little excited there, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tristan Ebner, then? I mean, yes. yeah. Who, the, the first good name in, in waivers this week would be the first of the year. It really has almost been nothing there. Uh, it's been really hard. There were guys like Jordan Mason in San Francisco, Jalen Warren, guys who started to get drafted at the end of the draft season. Warren's playing a little bit. Mason has been active. Undrafted free agent playing for San Francisco. He's, he's been active every game, but they don't use him. I, I don't really know what the point there was. So it, waivers for me continues to be, or I shouldn't say that like you guys would know, but Try to find running backs. If you have a hole on your roster, you're trying to find somebody who might hit. And I think maybe, what do you guys think? By week four, there could be cuts. Like James Cook in Buffalo is somebody who people were excited to draft him in the mid-rounds, and here we are three games in, and there's really nothing to use that. And, okay, I'm one and two, and I need this because I've got these five other injuries. So guys like that get cut. Maybe the right names for this week start to be players who were drafted. Yeah, I, th I think you're right with that, and especially once uh, bye weeks start up. Uh, week six is a little bit light on buys, but week seven will have four buys. Uh, you know, so those those days are definitely coming if they're not already here. Uh, so it definitely pays to, to watch who got dropped on your waiver wire. 
So if you're in a home league right now, and I'll, we'll talk about this in the waiver wire show tomorrow, but Ro, if you're in like a Yahoo league, Ro, Romeo Dubs is 25% um, available in 25% of the Yahoo leagues. So we're not going to give you a Herbert name or Jamal Williams. Those guys are, you know, plus 50% rostered in, in all these home leagues. But, you know, I would, I would check on him. I would check on Tyler Conklin, who's yep. 21% rostered in Yahoo leagues, and he's tight end three overall right now. And he has 24 targets on the season. Um, and then in FFPC leagues, NFFC leagues like we're in, um, you know, Mike brought up a good name, Tristan Ebner. Um, you know, Jalen Warren is rostered. Uh, but if for whatever reason he isn't, you know, we saw what he could do. Um, and I think he looks like he has more juice than Najee. And it's Samaje Piran to me. Because Samaje Piran is a clear handcuff in a very good offense. And he doesn't have the sort of respect that a lot of these handcuffs do where Samaje Piran should be rostered in 50% of, of FFPC leagues. He's not going and, to be. And that, He's that, was be. A, that was a tell actually you could have picked up in the first, even coming into the season. Cause yes. even, even, yeah. even I was on Evans, but you saw that Piran was true. And then we saw him get the touchdown. Was it this weekend? He, he got the first. Yes. Touchdown? Yep. Yeah. He so, caught the, he, and, and they held it. They held him out of the preseason games. Yeah. And it's still, people didn't want to buy into it. He's kind of a boring yeah. guy. But, you know, if you talk about if you have a two weeks, if Mixon misses for two weeks, then P. Ryan's a locked in RB2 and he's going to be there on your waiver wire. So he's he's probably the guy this week. It's a little what bit about, like uh, Williams. You might get burned, but what, what about roster. what about the star of the uh, the hard knocks? Uh, Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds. Oh, <laughs> he's in, he's See, in when I'm the host. I get to say it first. It's tough. <laughs> I had my chance. Craig Reynolds. He's in my waiver yeah. wire article. It's uh. They yeah. said week seven now for DeAndre Swift. So, Craig guys, go, strong, man. go check out at DOG Fantasy. Theo drops every week a, a, an amazing waiver uh, article. That's like my priority article. And then he also drops, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, he's doing the OG live wire right here uh, on the GOAT channel, on the GOAT District channel. Um, catch him on Tuesdays. He drops his show normally. You catch him live usually in the afternoon. Uh, I'll throw Justice Hill out there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, know. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, J.K. Dobbins, uh, glad, glad he's back and all that, but he's coming off a major knee injury, so uh, you never know when the, the compensating injury might hit. Um, so Hill is somebody who'd be on my speed dial if I don't have him on my roster. I like it. Right. Ronald Jones. Yeah. It's not working. It's not working. I mean, they their offense is down. Edwards Hilaire, seven carries, no yards. They don't want McKinnon to play every down. Checo didn't get that yesterday in the game they were losing. One of these weeks, I think he's going to be active. He's still lurking. Yep. Guys, pick up depth, depth at running back, like especially in good offenses. You know, like it's it's kind of an easy trick in fantasy football. You're most likely going to end up using him one or two weeks, and that's that's really what you want from those guys you're getting off waiver wires instead of smashing some receiver that, you know, you can get a million times over. Um, real quick, guys, I know we're running out. We're getting closer. I do want to answer some of the chat. So let's get some questions on here. Uh, we've got a question. RBs are Dobbins, Damian Harris, Henderson, Singletary, and Rashad White. Is it finally time to drop Rashad White and pick someone like P. Ryan? Okay, so I guess we all say yes to that one. I don't know if I would do that. Not with, yeah. not with this build. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I take say, that back. Go ahead. Yeah, Shrikant, Shrikant has, and shout out to Shrikant, good to see you in the chat, um, has Dobbins, Harris, Henderson, and Singletary would all be in that usable RB2 slash RB3 range where Piran would be 
Rashad White would be that lottery ticket I'd want to have to ba- balance that out, where if Leonard Fournette went down, Rashad White would jump all of those guys. Um, so I would I would not drop Rashad White with that running back build right now. Uh, Dan, do you? Here, here's what I would say about it. I think it really depends on the league. Like in a, in an FFPC, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but it, you know, for a, a home league, if you're talking about you know like 16 players rostered, something like that, I think it could definitely make sense because White might not be somebody who gets picked up right away. Um, so especially with the Bengals playing on Thursday night, it might make sense to get P Ryan on your team just in case Mixon can't go or something happens to Mixon in game or something like that. Uh, you know, if, if, if we get through the game and P. Ryan still doesn't look like uh, he's that great of a pickup, just drop him and uh, you can pick up uh, White again next week or, or, you know, pick up somebody else. So uh, I, I, I do think that P. Ryan is a worthy pickup, especially if you can just hold him through Thursday and then just drop him for somebody else if you don't use him. Mike, what do you think? Same. I like, I like holding on to White because I still think the Tampa offense has – a pretty high ceiling it looked terrible though and i want to see what they look like with evans and godwin and maybe even julio jones on the field because then they might start to look like tampa again get brady's interest back i mean they they did lose this game but there's got to be some greater potential with that team and i you're trying to you know you're trying to get through the regular season and then have the players you need in the playoffs and rashad white could still be one of those guys i haven't seen anything to make me think he isn't going to be good you know, it's just a, a, a team led by Tom Brady, veterans, Fournette is there. There's no room yet. Yeah, and it, it, like you guys said, he's got starters. So if you're just adding depth, you want ceiling off of off of uh, the guys on your bench, and White does offer that, uh, P. Ryan would be more of an immediate uh, flex kind of guy that you can throw in. Let's go to um, another one here. What do you – what do we make of the Green Bay backfield? A.J. Dillon, good week one. Aaron Jones, good week two. Both struggle week three. Packers low scoring and playing painful, painfully slow. Upside if both stay healthy. So basically, what are you guys doing with the Green Bay backfield right now with what we've seen so far? Uh, Mike, I'll go to you first. I'm happy to start them both. That's at Tampa. I mean, that's as about as tough as it gets against the run, I think. At least it has been. So um, Aaron Jones is still going to get passes. I do think Dobbs is the number one guy. I think that might have sort of shown itself yesterday. Rodgers needed to trust him, and he was able to. But I'm happy to have Jones and Dylan. I'm not down on either guy yet at all. The next three games are are going to be good ones, I think, for them, J.D. They have uh, the Patriots um, at home, and then they have the Giants at home uh, and the Jets at home. So there will be three games where they should be leading. Um, honestly, if I had to pick one at value, I've been on the A.J. Dillon train all season. Um, we saw Aaron Jones have an explosive week two, but I think week one and week three were a little disappointing for him. Um, I would bet on the younger, cheaper guy and try to get more for Jones if I was going to trade one. Um, but like Mike said, I- I'd be happy to hold on to both. I think both will have big weeks. Jones fumbled at the one, by the way, uh, yesterday also. So he had a look there. Unlucky. Yeah. Smash the like, guys. Uh, if you're watching right now, we appreciate Mike's time. Theo and Dan, uh, always here to give you guys the goatness. Smash the like, smash the subscribe, and um, check the links down below to help the support, to help support the show. Dan, you put together all these amazing questions that we didn't even get to. So I'm going to let you pick like one to start off a discussion, uh, end this off. Maybe we get to two if we get through them quickly. All right, sounds good. Let's let's just go to the first one. Uh, twenty to twenty five percent of the way through the fantasy regular season, what 
what team has been the biggest disappointment for you guys, uh, fantasy wise? And is there any hope that they can turn it around? Um, Theo, why don't we start with you and then uh, head over to Mike and JD after that? Carolina tied with Denver. At least Denver's giving us Cortland Sutton. Carolina for me is incredibly disappointing. Uh, we talked about DJ Moore. We talked about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, neither one is returning value at ADP. They're they're my biggest disappointment. Yeah, it's tough to not say Denver as well. Arizona, it's been hard to watch Arizona. Um, they haven't had they haven't run a play with the lead yet in three weeks. They're the only team in the league. They've not had the lead in the ball at the same time in three weeks. They're getting some points, and it also is, I think, a little bit understandable with the absences at wide receiver. But, uh, man, like, you just let's go already with them. There have to be expectations. And just a, a nod toward Indianapolis. I mean, there are not there were not receivers there that, except for Pittman, who's been okay. He missed the one game. He's been fine in the other games that anybody wanted. But um, not getting the – predictably, not getting the red zone touches with Taylor – uh, really not a lot happening there. They pretty much look terrible. Dan's a huge fan of, of Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Everybody is. Yeah, sure. Uh, JD, <laughs> who you got? Um, I was going to say Minnesota. Uh, you know, not the not the greatest start. Just some of those pieces we thought would maybe, I mean, uh, JJ gave you that nice week one, but uh, a little light on the, the next two weeks, and now we've got the injury with Cook. So, you know, we have to remember, guys, like we mentioned a lot of these guys. I mean, he's got a new I, you said Denver, Theo, and that's like the first team that came to my mind. I'm thinking about all my Denver stacks on those on the drafter tournament, uh, best ball tournament. But these are all new quarterbacks and new situations, new coaches, new offenses. we got to give these guys time. Right. So I think our expectations may be a little high on with with some of these situations that we're laying out. But again, guys, maybe an opportunity to go by by low on on a lot of these pieces, uh, in my opinion. Dan, what's yours? I I also was on Arizona, um, and again, which you know, Carolina I think is a good answer. I, I just didn't have as high of expectations for them. Uh, Arizona has been scoring some points, as Mike said, but they just you know, there there's a lot of meat left on the bone there, a lot of meat, and uh, I I really did think that um, you know they they wouldn't be struggling this much offensively out of the gate, and it's just turned into. Kyler run around and make something happen, hopefully. Um, so, that, that's D hops, D hops on the way, Dan. Yeah, on the no, way to the no rest kidding. Of the they could, they they could use Rondell yeah. more too. Um, How about the entire the AFC West? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. again, yeah. against expectations. Who yeah. who's working out yet? I mean, guys like Kelsey and Adams, you're you're fine, but you're not happy. Mike Williams. Yeah, but come on, man. Like, hey, Matt Mac Collins is just rocking it right now. Matt Collins. Yeah, I mean, Matt Collins' underdog drafters are, are over the moon at this point. But that, that division was supposed to – we've seen matchups already, and they haven't been that good. Even uh, Kansas City, L.A. was a little disappointing. Yep. yep. This is why you zig when – you know, that whole zig and zag thing, right? You zig when other people zagging because everyone was uh, – it's like the Colts this weekend. Everyone had KC winning this game. I even heard stats from the Sharps talking about their chances of winning this game like after losing the first two they were – the way they did it, it was under 30% going into that game. Everybody got washed out. You know, maybe Jacksonville's good. Maybe Jacksonville's good. They I lost to Jacksonville. Maybe a lot of teams are about to lose to Jacksonville. I don't know. I, I, think, what I, you think? I think Jacksonville is a great team right now, uh, fantasy wise for sure. Doug Peterson revenge game. Doug Peterson revenge game this weekend, Philly Jacksonville. That's, That's gonna right. Be I, I'm really looking forward to that one for sure. 
yeah, what's what game? Let's finish it off with that, Mike. What, what game are you excited for this weekend that you're or that weekend, uh, coming up? Well, I love Next that choice, <laughs> but uh, let me just sort of rep the hometown for a second. Buffalo, Baltimore. I mean, um, maybe the two best teams in the NFL. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Two best quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, like, hard to argue. Allen and Jackson, I've certainly been in the middle of this on uh, WGR because I always was a Jackson guy. I voted for the Heisman Trophy. I voted for Jackson. I almost voted for him twice when Mayfield won. I think that's that's right, of course, in draft. Like, he's always been my guy. But, you know, Allen happens here, and that's a miracle. And suddenly there's pie in your face every day because Allen's actually good. And, you know, even when Jackson is winning the MVP, you still suck because Allen's actually good. And so that those two guys, for me, will always be connected. And now you have Buffalo off a loss, and holy cow, Jackson is just carrying that team, likely in the rain Sunday, the hurricane rain up the coast. They're already predicting that for Sunday in Baltimore, but I love it when these teams play. It's a, that's a, sorry, go ahead, Theo. No, I was going to say that's a great, that's a great game. Um, for me, it's uh, Cincinnati-Miami, Thursday night football, um, that you know we'll put like – We'll put Miami on kind of on, on upset watch. Um, they go into Buffalo, get the win. I did not expect that. Um, and now they have to go to – excuse me, that game was uh, in Miami. Yeah. Um, but they beat the Bills at home. I did not expect that. And now they have to go to Cincinnati on a short week. Cincinnati looked a lot better against the Jets this past week. It's kind of a must-win game for the Bengals. They're wearing the white helmets. That game is going to be a lot of fun. A chub, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, it's a big – Tilting, tilting game for fantasy purposes. Dan, what are you excited to see? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's got to be uh, Philly Jacksonville for me. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a great game. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Arizona Carolina, just to to you know, like see if anything positive can come out of that game. I don't really think it can, but. You know, uh, but yeah, Philly, Philly, Jacksonville, I think should be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll throw my Colts in there against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee coming off a big win uh, against uh, the Raiders and the Colts. You know, who knows what they are at this point? So it'll be interesting to see where this AFC South kind of settles in. Mike, this has been a blast. We love the helmets, man, behind yes. you. There, here it comes. <laughs> Have our two helmets ever been seen in the same place? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Hang on, hang on. Isn't yours a Robert Griffin? Is it gold also? Like Baylor has a different helmet every week, but we have the same one. Maybe they didn't back when Griffin was playing. He was one of my favorites. My wife went to Baylor. He's <laughs> got a whole case to bring. That's oh, awesome. It's white. Okay. The signatures are pretty similar. They should be at least, right? Heisman. We went with Sikkim Bears on ours. Heisman's better. Want to trade? No, I'll put these back in so I can actually hear you guys. Oh. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan's got us on mute. So, yes. Yeah, this is the this is the uh, signed RG three, but um, which which my wife lovingly got for me uh, a few years ago, <laughs> which I very much appreciated. So and, and I, I bought mine shout for out my to wife. her. I, I, I bought mine for my wife because she actually went to Baylor. I did not. Yes, exactly. I love it. <laughs> and I, I I like that gold helmet too. I I wish I could have gotten one in the gold. I'll awesome. tell your I'll tell your wife, Dan. Dory. we'll send her a little message in the background. <laughs> well, nine out of ten. For you, yep. Mike. Yep. We, we we appreciate your time, man. I know the peeps want to get to the game. I'm sure you do too. Remind the people where they can find you and all your goodness before we close this out. 
That's very kind. Uh, at Shope Talk, S-C-H-O-P-P-T-A-L-K. On Twitter, Adam Krautwurst and I host the Deep End Fantasy Football Podcast. Right now we're at Wednesday nights, powered by Draft Sharks, so always grateful to those guys. And 3 to 7 Eastern weekday afternoons, I'm hosting Sports Talk Radio in Buffalo at WGR, an Odyssey station. I've been in uh, Sports Talk for 25 years. Worked at ESPN a long time ago and have settled in uh, in my hometown. So it'd be a uh, flatter to have anybody stop by. Awesome. From Dan, Theo, myself, guys, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, hopefully you all make some dough on your bets and get some W's in your leagues, and we'll check you all later. Shout out to the chat too. Later, guys. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. Fish.